Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hey everybody, welcome back to Craft Beer Bucket List. This is Big Ray in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. In the other end of the mic, we have Mike coming to us from Richmond, Kentucky. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good. How are you? Best day ever, because why not, right? <laughs> I cannot say it's the best day ever, but I'll say it's a really good day. All right. Well, good. I say that every day, man. I'm painfully optimistic, and uh, I just try to live my life like that, you know? Yeah. Well, I, you know, anytime we get to have beer or share beers or discuss beers or anything like that, it makes it a better day automatically. So overall, yeah. it's a really good day. Really so, good day. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I'm I'm excited for this episode too, Mike. This one is a special one for us. Yeah. Uh, so this is episode 19 of Craft Beer Bucket List, and we are going to talk about um, a couple of flights of beers that we had while we were on site in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Noda Brewing, or the Noda Brewery. If I could talk yeah. on a Monday night, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that, I mean, and the, and the place was super cool. Um we tried eight different beers uh, at Noda. We tried the Hop Drop and Roll, their Pumpkin Ale, Ramble on Red, Holy Moly, Winterbach, Premium Roast, Captain Peanut Butter, and Melna Yura. And I know we're going to talk about those a little bit more in depth. But, um, you know, so what? basically what we did was we tried eight different beers. We're going to talk about them a little bit. And then we're going to highlight a few that we really liked and talk about those a little bit more in depth. How does that sound? Uh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. So you know, tell me, just, go ahead. No, just just a note for the listeners: we had full intent on recording while we were at the Noda Brewery. You know, they even gave us a space to do that, uh, but both of our flights wound up being delayed for weather, so we got to the brewery much later than we had intended. You know, they had live music going on while we were there, and uh, where the music was great, it just infiltrated the space we had, and it would not have made for a good recording environment. So we are recording this shortly, you know, after getting home from North Carolina and, uh, you know, we're, we're going over the beers that we tried then. So it was one of those things that was fantastic. The folks at Noda were great to us, uh, but we didn't get to record on site like we planned. So it's a little different. We're going to discuss the beers that we had, but not while we're actually drinking them. I think it's just fair that everybody knows that. Yeah. I mean, you know, can't help that uh, weather delayed our flights and we got there a little bit uh, later than we wanted. However... I think it was actually worked. I think it actually worked out really well because we got there. They just had somebody get up and start playing some tunes. There's plenty of people in a brewery. The you know the 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 bar was uh, not packed but busy. The whole place was just kind of lively and and you know that it's super cool to see a brewery when it's got that you know the energy about it, right? No, absolutely. It worked out great for you and me because we got to really enjoy Noda for what it is and really feel that vibe. And I think if we had been there just all about business and recording, we would have missed out. So at the end of the day, for me, it was a win-win. We had eight fantastic beers. Uh, we really got to enjoy them and discuss, you know, face-to-face, which we don't get to do normally, and just uh, and enjoy it. So it was good for me, and I'm excited to tell everybody, you know, about the brewery and the cool things that we saw and then dive into the beers. Uh, so do you want to talk about the brewery a little bit? Yeah, so tell me what you thought the coolest thing about the brewery was when you first got there. So when we first got there, I mean, it's, it's a huge facility, right? 
you know, you just drive up to the road and it's like, man, this place is, is legit and it's old. Uh, you can see that it wasn't built brand new. It's kind of a, a takeover, if you will. And of course, I like that. And then when you pull around to the back where the parking is, you see like this awesome outdoor area and like a separate building for private parties. And you can tell they play some outdoor games and they just have it set up to enjoy, you know, and weather permitting uh, and, and outside space and also the inside. So I like the, the variety there that they have to offer. So I automatic, or I don't know if automatically is the right word. The first thing I noticed was all the artwork on the side of the building and the colorful um, designs they have on like their vans and whatnot, you know, using that skyline and those kind of things. The other thing I noticed is, and, and we found out later what it was, is they've got like this tower in the middle of their parking lot. Um, and so I noticed that and I was like, well, I wonder what the heck that is. Right. And then, you know, as we walked up, you're walking up toward the entrance. Um, there's a, like a little outdoor area where they've got like uh, Adirondack chairs and they've got bean uh, bags, uh, cornhole bags. And then um, to the left of that, they've got like an out, like an, it's, it's enclosed, but it's more of an outdoor area where people can have like special events and whatnot. And then you turn to the right and you, you walk into the you know brewery and whatnot. So, man, I just thought it looked cool overall. It looked like, a, I mean, it looked like a cool brewery from the outset. And then, uh, so, you know, the, the one question quiz is, do you remember what the tower ended up being? I do. Uh, you know, the building was built initially to be a vinegar factory and the tower we learned, um, when their manager, Will gave us a tour was that it was used for some of the, I guess the waste or the byproduct that comes from the vinegar. And I, I think it was highly toxic or flammable and it had to be stored you know, outside in this tower to let it ventilate, to make it safe again. Uh, maybe there's more science behind that, but I, I think that's what the, the breakdown was that we got. And I thought that was pretty cool. I, I would have had no idea. And I noticed the tower too. I just kind of like, this is kind of an oddly placed thing. But once we got the history of it and what it actually was, uh, they just kind of added to the cool factor. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the other thing that I thought was pretty cool was you know, you walked in and that, that, that cultural, that cultural vibrancy vibe just kind of filled the place. Right. No, and, absolutely. Uh, something you talked, something you kind of mentioned is, you know, the, the manager on duty, Will, um, who was fantastic, very nice, answered all our questions, was very helpful in everything we needed. However, he wasn't the only one, everybody that we talked to uh, behind the bar uh, or walking around or whatnot, super nice, super helpful, uh, knew their stuff. And that, that was pretty cool. You know, when we walked up to the bar and we had a question, boom, had the answer. Um, or, or, Hey, let me ask real quick and, you know, and get you the answer. And so the, the service was, uh, what, what I would call on point, the, the, you know, the people all knew their stuff and they were super friendly and, and I really enjoy that, you know, so beyond having well-crafted locally made beer, the service is very important and they delivered on that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, at my age now, customer service is a big deal. That means as much to me as the product that I'm there to purchase. And I'm with you. They delivered a hundred percent. Everyone was friendly and accommodating. And I, and I like the fact that they were knowledgeable. Now, a lot of places, you know, you'll go in and they know how to pull the handle on the tap and get you a beer. And that's where the knowledge stops. Uh, these folks, they all really knew their stuff. And I think that just adds to the vibrancy and what they have to offer there. And I certainly appreciated that as well. So Will offered to take us 
and a little behind the scenes tour. And we got to go back and look at the brewing area. So we got to see the canning line, the huge cold storage area, um, you know, the, the brew house and the fermentation and all that going on in the very back. Um, folks, if you ever get a chance and, and it's hard to describe in words exactly what this looked like, but it was just cool. You know, it's very clean, organized in the back area, seeing this huge canning line and the, the walk-in cooler was just massive. Um, it was just a cool area and it was very neat to get back there and see it all in person and, you know, talk to him about it. And that's when we learned it used to be a vinegar factory or it started as a vinegar factory and then it was a roofing uh, place, right? Yeah, he did mention that. Seemed kind of so, odd for that building, but it is what it is. It's cool history. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it was just, it was kind of cool to get back there and see it. Um, you know, we, we didn't get to, uh, nobody was there to talk to because, you know, as you just mentioned, you know, we got there a little later than we had hoped. So, you know, there was no brew staff on site at the moment. Um, but it was kind of cool just, you know, sitting there looking around and, you know, all these stainless steel just staring back at you and, you know, just being in that moment and, uh, you know, seeing it all, it was really cool. And, and, you know, they, like I said, they've got a cool setup. It's, uh, and he talked about, you know, getting some of the, the crane work that they had to do. And if I remember right, he said one of them had to come through the roof. Was that correct? Uh, so at that particular facility, um, they, they didn't come through the roof with those tanks. He had talked about a brewery that he had worked at somewhere in Southern California where they absolutely had to do that. That's right. Um, That's he talked right. about the rigging and the cool stuff they had to do to get the, the tall stacks up in, in the steel framework of the building. Yeah. I thought it was pretty amazing how they had done that. Yeah, um, and he absolutely. Was, he mentioned he was surprised they didn't have to go through the roof just because of the sheer height of some of the, the tanks. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, and, you know, when we came back out and we got to poke around and whatnot and it was just super cool. Um, they've got, you know, they've got their own little fleet out there of the different vans for delivering product and uh, marketing their product and whatnot. And they're all, you know, branded uh, with their various things, you know, the skylines and the images and the graphics and whatnot. So, man, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Uh, you know, bottom line, I had a good time. The, the beers were good and all that. So, uh, before we talk about the beers, do you have anything else to add about the brewery itself, the facility and the people? No, for me, that was it. And you know, one other thing I want to mention is the, it was cool to see the artwork outside of the building. It didn't stop when you got inside. It continued on some fantastic murals. And I love how a lot of, you know, breweries showcase local artisans and let them just kind of do their thing inside the brewery. And a, or the tap room, and that just adds to the vibe for me. I really enjoyed what I saw on the inside as far as that goes. And I'll stop there. No, I, I, that's yeah, absolutely. Um, we got some cool pictures. Um, so what I would do is, I, you know, if, if you're listening, I would check out Noda Brewing. You can find them out on different social media platforms. It's Noda, N-O-D-A, Brewing, um, whether it's on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter. Go check them out. Uh, they've got a cool um, – brand and a cool vibe and all that kind of stuff and they've actually got the, the where we were at was actually their second location so they've got a and their initial location is still open um they call it the og and we drove by we didn't get to go by there but we drove by there and checked it out and it looks cool too but um check these folks out if you're in charlotte and have some time um and there's there's a number of breweries in the general area uh but you know it's the noda area of charlotte is a you know an arts district right so they definitely play into that. Um, so 
why don't we talk about, uh, or we'll go through these beers and talk about what they are. Let's, how do you want to go about this? We've got, we've got a lot of notes on these, these beers. Do you want to just talk about our ratings, uh, and then bring back like the top four? So I think we should do that. Um, okay. I, I know you and I each gave a rating, our score out of 10. You know, there was definitely some close contenders here, uh, but I think we should give a, yeah, I like that our, our uh, top four beers out of how our average score between what you and I gave it. And then we'll go a little bit more in depth on uh, those four beers. Cool. So the, what I'll do is I'll, I'll talk about what we did or, or talk, I'll say something about the beer. I'll say what I rated it. You say what you rated it and we'll kind of go from there and then, uh, then we'll go to break. Yeah. I like that. Let's do it. Okay. So the first beer we tried on our flight was a hop drop and roll IPA at 7.2% ABV and 80 IBUs. So, Ray, I gave this a 7. The hop, drop, and roll? Yeah, I think, right? Um, on my notes, I have that you gave it an 8. Because I also you know, gave it an 8. You know what? You're right. I'm looking at the wrong dang thing. I was looking at Ramble on red. <laughs> okay. So, let's go back. No, so, the hop, good. drop, and roll... <laughs> Hey, you know what? I, I only can give it what I can give it. I, hey, I don't know why. Monday, I was, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, exactly. Okay, so the Hop Drop and Roll is an IPA. <laughs> so I gave it an 8, and you gave it an... I gave it an 8. All right, so that's an 8 out of 10 if you average that out. Yes, then indeed. we came across their Pumpkin L. It's called Gorgeous, and it's G-O-R-D-G-E-O-U-S. So Gorgeous Pumpkin L. Um, what'd you give that, Ray? I gave that a 7.5. See, I went a little bit higher than that at an 8. I kind of like the flavor a little bit there. Uh, so the average there is 7.75. So that's, a, a you know, still pretty good. All right. So the beer that I did give a 7 on, <laughs> uh, the Ramble on Red L, um, you know, I gave it a 7. I, I thought it was good, but not good enough to get in those upper echelons. How would you feel about it? I gave that one an 8. It spoke to my taste bros a little more than yours. Okay. Um, so that's, you know, if we average it out, it's a seven and a half. It's still really solid score. So th the next one is one that I really liked. Um, the Holy Moly Dunkel. It's 5.4% ABV. And man, I thought this, I thought this beer really had it. I gave it a nine. Yeah, I was right there with you. I also gave this one a nine. This was just a fantastic dark beer. You know, I don't want to go into it too much, but this one was really, really good. Yeah. So, I mean, that, so, I mean, you gave it a nine. I gave it a nine. That's a nine. The next yes, up is their winter Bach. So their winter box is at, is at 6.2% ABV. So it's gonna, it's stepping up from the previous couple beers. And I gave this one a nine. So I thought it was pretty good. No, you did give it a nine. You gave it a really high score. I enjoyed this one a lot as well, but for me, it just came in at an eight. Okay. Well, I mean, that's still a solid score. That's an average at 8.5. So the next one up was their coffee beer, premium roast. So it dropped back down. Uh, it's 5.5% ABV, but uh, it had a pretty good coffee flavor to it. I gave it an 8.5. And, and I gave it a 7.5. Okay. So maybe not, maybe could have stepped up the game a little bit for you. Uh, but still, that's an 8. That's a solid number. Still so the a next score. It's a good beer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the next one, the name just cracked me up when I read the name of this. It's called Captain Peanut Butter's Chocolate Revenge, and it's a chocolate peanut butter beer. 
um, which sounds to me at first is a little, um, I don't know, not that I'm scared of it, but I was just like, eh. But overall, I mean, after having it, I was like, you know, I could see this, you know, especially um, uh, for certain folks. But for me, I gave it an eight. Yeah, it was a good beer overall. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, for my, again, my taste bros only gave it a seven, which is still a drinkable beer. I'd come back and do it again, but it wasn't something I'd go for all the time. Uh, still solid score, but I only gave it a seven. Yeah. So, I mean, and it sits at nine, 9.2% ABV. So it's a, a little bit more serious on the, uh, you know, the, that scale as well, but still an average of seven and a half between the two of us is pretty good. So the, yeah. So the last one here is Melnayura. It's 8.2%. Um, I gave it an eight. So this is another solid beer for me. I gave it a 7.5. Another one I'd go back to, but not something I want every day. So still yeah. solid, solid score. Yeah, you know, and for me, um, you know, the Baltic, so it's a, a Baltic-style porter. Um, and sometimes these just don't speak to me very well, um, you know, and sometimes they do. And this one kind of did it, you know, it was right there. So overall, I think that, you know, so something I want to say is, you know, we, we give these ratings and we, we say, you know, this is my rating, this is your rating, all that. But when you look at these overall, man, I'm looking at like, an average of eight, seven and a half, nine, eight and a half, eight, seven point seven five. I mean, some good scores, right? Which tells me they're making some really darn good beer. Yeah, I you agree. So, eight very unique styles, very different kinds of beer, flavor profiles, alcohol content, and even the beers that I don't typically go for. Like, I'm not a chocolate peanut butter beer guy, but it's still one that I would drink again. You know, that speaks volumes to me at how well crafted their their beer is and all the options they have and i think that's great for business when you can have that kind of variety and keep the quality up amongst that said variety absolutely so before we narrow it down to our top four let's go to commercial break let's do that we'll be right back all right see you guys all right welcome back to our episode mike why don't you give us a recap of our scores really quick and let's uh let everybody know what our top four were yeah sure so I'm just going to read through these and I'll say, I'm going to read the beer, the ABV, and I'll give our average score. So hop, drop, and roll IPA, 7.2% ABV. We scored an average of 8 out of 10. The Gorgeous Pumpkin Ale, we scored an average of 7.75. And that was at 6.4% ABV. The Bramble on Red, which is right at 5%, we gave an average of 7.5. The Holy Moly Dunkel at 5.4% ABV, we gave an average score of 9, so that was uh, you know up there for us. The Winterbach at 6.2% ABV, was an, we scored an average of 8.5. Premium Roast at 5.5, we gave an average score of 8. Captain Peanut Butter's Chocolate Revenge, which is a great name, 9.2% ABV, but we scored it as 7.5. Melnayura, which is the 8th beer we tried at 8. 2% ABV, we gave an average of 7.75. So if we take the, the, the final four, right, and which is, you know, we're going to do it like the NCAA tournament here. We're going to do the final four. The final four are Hot Drop and Roll, Premium Roast, Winterbach, and Holy Moly Dunkel. So that's the ones we rated the highest. So let's start at um, Hot Drop and Roll, which came in fourth place on our list. Um, actually tied for third, you know, but, uh, we both, um, uh, we both gave it pretty good ratings. We both gave this one, um, or 
we we gave this one an eight out of ten average. So tell me what you thought about the hop, drop, and roll. It's an IPA, 80, 80 IBU, seven point two percent ABV. Um, tell me what you thought. So yeah, my overall thoughts were this is a fantastic beer. Uh, you know I'm an IPA guy, so I was excited to drink this. Uh, they featured the Amarillo and the Citra hops. Uh, both of those we've talked about quite a bit with other AP our IPAs that we reviewed. Uh, for me, this was a very hop forward beer. I had great bitters uh, for only having a variety of two hops. It was still just super, super bitter. I mean, it's got 80 IBU, so it's to be expected. Uh, one thing I noticed with this, though, is I didn't get much in, of an aroma off of this, uh, which is something I enjoy with a bitter beer, but but that was fine. It was still delicious. Um, and, and another thing, well, there wasn't a lot of citrusy notes that came through for me. I like a lot of those orangey or grapefruit, maybe some tangerine to come through. I didn't get that so much. Uh, you tend to get that some with the citra hops, um, but for me, they didn't come through. But overall, still a fantastic beer, a great IPA, and one I would definitely go back to again. Yeah, so I thought it was Melona hops, and maybe that's the Amarillo hops taking it down some. You know, a, a lot of the things you said, you know, I kind of agree with, but, you know, I kind of liked it a little bit more because I thought that it was a little bit mellow in the hops. So it wasn't a little bit, it wasn't as biting as some of the other um, IPAs I've tried. Um, so one thing that I think about this beer is I think it would grow, would go great with like a fish steak. And I'm thinking like a, a thick uh, tuna steak that's uh, been grilled with some, you know, like some, uh, Mediterranean seasonings or whatnot. Uh, what do you think you, what, what do you think what food would go well with this? So for me, in my notes, I put down, this would be a great Super Bowl Sunday, you know, party type beer. Now, because it was a little lighter on some of the more traditional IPA things that we get, um, I thought this would be a great go-to for somebody that's like a Pilsner guy or girl, or somebody that's in the stout porter crowd, this might be a good entry-level IPA. It's certainly crushable and sessionable. Uh, so for me, I want, you know, like a, a, one of those big, thick hot dogs, you know, one of the bun-length guys, that little cheap one, you know, with some yellow mustard, get some baked beans and coleslaw, and just go at it like that. That That's what I would do with this. Sounds good. So uh, you got your pick. You can do a fish steak, or you can, do, you know, do the, the race tailgating-style uh, uh, dishes. Overall, we both gave it, uh, we averaged an 8 out of 10 on the rating. It came in at fourth place. It's the Hop, Drop, and Roll IPA. Uh, so moving on, in third place uh, for our rating scale here is their Premium Roast, which is their coffee beer at 5.5% ABV. I gave it an 8.5. You gave it a 7.5, so it averaged out to an 8. This, uh, this beer, I think, uh, did really well for me. It smells great as you uh, brought it to the nose. I thought, it, you know, the aroma was good. I didn't think it drank a lot like a beer at all. It, to me, it drank more like a carbonated cold brew at Starbucks. So I think, you know, and, and I'm a, and I think you are too. I think we're both fan of coffee. Um, and I know, you know, where you're at there that you, you know, you visit Starbucks probably more so than I do. I've got um, a local coffee spot that's a little bit easier for me to access here. But, um, so maybe that's why I liked it a little bit more is because I did feel like it was, you know, more of a coffee drink taste to it. Um, so like I said, I, to me, I, I wrote down that I felt like it was just, it was a carbonated cold brew at Starbucks and which was fine for me. What, what'd you think about it? Yeah, I was in the same boat with that. Uh, one thing that hit me up front was the aroma. 
uh, complete opposite of the IPA. When as soon as I picked up my glass to, to take a drink out of this, I was like, wow, this smells like some serious coffee. And then when I took a drink, I'm like, this, this isn't about beer at all. This is something I would get from your local coffee house or maybe even Starbucks. I thought it went down like a cold brew. And uh, I w- I'm a big fan of that. You know, I'm a coffee drinker. My gold card at Starbucks is good through, I think, 2021. <laughs> so I, I drink a lot of coffee. Um, and of course, they have the local spots in the Tulsa metro area. You know, I'll give Topek a shout out in, uh, you know, 918 Coffee, just while we're talking about that, because why not, right? Uh, but there were some really strong coffee notes that came through with this. And uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, even the lacing, you know, medium to heavy lacing on it. So as I drank it down, it just looked good had that nice dark color to it is all those things. I just really uh, enjoy with the, with a dark beer like this. So since, I mean, I was trying to avoid it. I don't know why, but made me think I should probably give a shout out to my favorite coffee place here in town. It's if you're ever in Richmond, Kentucky, there's a place called Purdy's coffee. It's right downtown. It's delicious. The people are friendly. And if you go there, you've got to get a drink called the Russian Sawmill. I'll leave it at that. All the, right. So, yeah. So so the premium roast, uh, great coffee beer. What I wrote down is I'd love to eat a warm donut while I'm drinking it. I think that's the kind of uh, pairing I would go for this, uh, go with on this. What do you think? I mean, what's your what's your idea of the best food to go with premium roast? So for me, this is a day drinking beer, Mike. This is one I would target for Saturday or Sunday morning when I don't have to be anywhere. And I want a heavy breakfast with this, Mike. Um, something just like some huge country biscuits. And I want some sausage or bacon stacked on that with some big scrambled eggs, some sausage gravy, and just a big pile of breakfast awesomeness in one of these premium roast beers. For me, that's a perfect pairing. So overall... Uh, another one to add to your bucket list, premium roast at 5.5% ABV. I think, uh, you know, we both think it very highly of this beer. Okay, so moving into our top two. Number two, at 6.2% ABV, Mike scored it a nine, Ray scored it an eight. Together, we have formed an average score of 8.5, the winter bock. Wow. Tell me what you think. I scored. Yeah. So for me, this was just a rock solid Bach beer, uh, traditional Bach flavors. Uh, for me, this is a perfect wintertime beer. It didn't strike me as a winter warmer, um, but for me, this is to, uh, you know, late fall, early winter as to an Oktoberfest. You know, this is the beer I want in wintertime when it starts to cool off a bit. And I hope that may like Oktoberfest is when it's starting to get cold or cool off. But this is a beer I want when it's cold outside. That's how this struck me. Uh, remember, it didn't have much of an aroma, again, like the IPA we tried. But, man, it was so silky and smooth and, like, no aftertaste. It was just a, it had a great mouthfeel. I, I enjoyed drinking it. You know, for me, it was just, I remember just sitting there drinking. It's like, I just, I really like this. I got lost in the moment with it. It just felt good. And the carbonation, we didn't talk about the carbonation on the other two, Mike, but the carbonation here was on point, uh, just front to back, again, just silky smooth, and it just made me feel good to drink it. So 
you kind of stole my thunder on a few things is you, you know, you're not only did you say the thing, talk about the things I want to talk about, but you said some of the exact same things. So great minds think alike. Um, right. One of the things I'll add to that is, you know, the, the malt flavors uh, really came through, uh, you know, within the, as you uh, took a drink of this beer. So it, it very well balanced malt flavors. Um, so you talked about the carbonation. I'll move again to the food stuff. Something that I wrote down, you have to eat with this as a pork loin sandwich. Yeah, I could see, totally see that. I just think, you know, I, I could see, you know, you got the Winterbach there, you got the pork loin sandwich, and you're just having a good time. Right? <laughs> uh, no, that's, I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, I want a big Wiener Stitzel sandwich right now and some spatzel on the side and maybe some apple strudel to, to finish that off. I, I know I never say strudel right. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Fantastic German dessert. <laughs> um, but, man, that's that's what I want with this now. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so, uh, again, Winterbach, 6.2% ABV, uh, an average score of 8.5 between the two of us. Um, had some great flavors to it. Um, that scored the, that was the second highest score we gave. It would definitely put it on the bucket list. But we're going to move on to number one. The number one scoring beer of all the beers we tried while we were at Noda was the Holy Moly Dunkel. And this score, this it's a Dunkel Weizen. Um, it sits at 5.4% ABV. The this was a recipe, uh, or this was a this was brewed from the recipe from the 2019 Brew Babes homebrew competition. That's super cool, man. Period. That is super cool. I love award-winning beers, man. It's just it's like, oh, not only is it good, it's good enough it won an award. It's like, no wonder I like it. It's just like, wow. So, I'll be honest. Man, this this beer surprised the heck out of me. It's the flavor. So, it's it's, it's got the the, oh, the mole sauce type flavoring, right? And, and that's got and i'm a fan of tex-mex and mexican food anyway so it's already a flavor uh, profile i enjoy anyhow but i mean just just the whole thing was unique it was well balanced the the flavor from from the from the smell the aroma um you know, through as it hit your tongue, your lips and your tongue and the taste as you go through the process and the aftertaste and then the aroma that comes up through the nose as you're doing that. Like every piece of this was really, 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 really good. What do you think? Or what did you think? think? uh, What did you think about this beer? I was thinking about how much I liked it and then I'm sad I can't just go to the store here in Oklahoma and get more of these. Uh, cause it was just like, wow, uh, I'm with you when I, when I first saw it and like oh, mole dunkel, really I'm thinking what an odd fusion, you know, the traditional Mexican sauce. Uh, I believe there's typically a, some, some amount of cocoa or chocolate that's put into mole. That's what gives it that unique flavor. And then just with a, a dark wheat beer, it's just like, ah, cause you know, a Hefeweizen usually has some banana and clove flavors. I'm thinking this isn't going to go good at all with mole sauce. What were they thinking? But I'm like, I like to try new stuff, and and I'm glad I did. I was I thought this might be one of my least favorites, just given the name. And but I was blown away by this. This was just a match made in heaven. Um, you know, going back to the banana or clove, I didn't get either of those flavors with this, and it worked out really well. 
as a result. Uh, the, again, the carbonation was on point. Uh, the mole, it was a light mole flavor, which was great. It wasn't overpowering, but it was just enough that it worked really well. Like I was, I was sad when I ran out of this beer. The so the other three beers that were in our top four are really good examples, really good beers for their style, right? So the IPA, the coffee, and the Winterbach beers are were really good examples of the style, which is awesome, no doubt. The holy monkey, the holy moly dunkel, was such a surprise, not just against the other three beers, but against all the other beers in the flight. And if I remember right, and I don't, I don't remember exactly um, what what I said, but in my mind, I was like, oh geez. I guess we're going to try this, right? And, and, and nothing against the brewery. It's just that some, when, you, when you go try enough beers and you see enough gimmicks and all that kind of stuff, sometimes you're just like, well, we'll see if this pans out. you know. And this just blew me away. And, and I had no idea it was a homebrew uh, winning recipe from the 2019 uh, Brew Babes uh, contest, right? I just didn't know that until later. So this was going in blind. And I got to give it to them. I mean, this this is... Whoever came up with this recipe, kudos, kudos, kudos. Um, so something you said earlier, which just got me in the mindset of this, is um, I want I want Wiener Schnitzel with this. I want some Wiener Schnitzel and, and a holy moly dunkel. There you go. Like I went kind of two directions with this. Because of the, the fusion, we could either go – with the traditional, you know, Mexican dish, like I'm a big fan of mole sauce with chicken or pork. I think I would lean towards pork on this and maybe I could do without the rice and beans on this one, but I just want a big pile of, of meat and mole sauce in one of these mole dunkel vices. Or I could go with some, like some serious, you know, German noodles and beef, you know, those yeah. really thick, dense noodles, eat like four of them and you're full for three days. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And yep. Wash it down with this holy mole. I think I could go either way and feel great about it and take a nap till tomorrow. So overall, all eight beers were good. The four, our top four, which is the hot drop and roll at fourth, which is an IPA, the premium roast coffee, which is at three, the winter bock at two, and the holy moly dunkel, which is a dunkel vice in at number one. All four of these, one hundred percent, should go on your bucket list. What, what didn't you say, Ray? I would. I mean, I would put all eight of these on our craft beer bucket list, but our top four, you should move up towards the top. And especially that holy moly Dunkelweizen, really just push that on up there a little bit. It, it should, you know, it's 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 unique. It tastes great. You know, it's it's a you can only get it in at the brewery in Charlotte. You got to go. So to kind of wrap up a little bit here. What I will say is again, we had a great time at Noda brewing a really good time. There were people were excellent. The beer was excellent. Um, the, the, the live music was chill. The vibe was great. I just had a terrific time and, and I, you know, I know we had a certain agenda we had to knock out, but overall I wish I could have gone back uh, night after night. And I say that a lot about a lot of breweries cause they're so much fun, but I would just encourage everybody to go check them out. 
Um, if not, if you can't get there in person, check them out on social media. It's at Nota Brewing. And check out these beers. Uh, we, we, we added some really good beers to our uh, beers that you need to try before you die. Man, that's about all I have. Um, do you have any other thing else you'd like to add, Ray? No, again, just another personal thank you from me uh, to Will and the team for just being so gracious and taking us in. And uh, something we didn't know, Mike, when we flew in was there was a big beer festival in town. And uh, we, we didn't know about that. It wasn't advertised where you or I live. Um, but they knew that, of course. They had a team out there, and they still took the time to take care of us uh, when we showed up. So for me, that's super cool and a big you know, heartfelt thank you again to the team at NOTA for being so gracious uh, of hosts and, and being there for us. So I, I really like that. That says a lot about the good people there. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We thoroughly enjoy doing this. We talk about it all the time about how we just enjoy talking to each other and talking about beer and catching up. And we hope that you enjoy this as much as we do. We're going to come up on a couple of cool episodes. So I'm excited to see what you think about this episode and a few more that we've got coming up. Ray, I'll let you take it out with the social medias and we'll go from there. Yes, indeed. So as always, check out the description of this podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, and the list goes on. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, even go ahead and give us five stars, drop a comment, be sure to share with your friends and families and hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to give us a like, a thumbs up and a share there as well. And as always, thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Look forward to talking to you on another episode. And remember to please never drink and drive and always drink local. See you guys. Adios.